0: On Agenda tonight, I speak to the Chief Minister, who, true to his word, is back on agenda to tell us about the final draft of our island plan. The handling of the plan was not well received by some Tyndall members, and there has been some criticism of its content too. So let's hear from the Chief Minister and find out what really is the vision for the Isle of Man. Chief Minister, it's about two months now since since we spoke uh, about the island plan. So um, it, that was in its draft form. Things have moved on. Uh, you got a fairly resounding uh, vote of support in Tynwald, but some of the comments from some of the Tynwald members were maybe not quite as supportive as the vote would have suggested.
1: Well, I think I think in the end, actually, we did get a resounding vote of support for the island plan. There was quite a mixed bag of, of commentary, uh, particularly around the sort of the aesthetics or the way that, that, that the plan had been communicated. Um, but actually, the substance of the policy debates, which is the critical element of this, uh, really, I think the general tone was supportive um, of what was... Uh, Delivered particularly in the speech, in terms of the outline targets that, that we were setting, what the key areas that we were uh, setting out to tackle. So overall, you know, I did think there was a substantial support in in the end for the plan, despite some of the uh, commentary that had surrounded uh, the debate at, at an earlier stage. And you know, perhaps you know, on reflection, we'd missed a, a critical link, of a point of communication in terms of the Timwall communication. But uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Phil, we, we had uh, done. Things differently this time in terms of plans. It's the first time I, as far as I'm aware, that we've actually gone out with a government plan at this stage for any form of public consultation, uh, and actually gone out um, publicly as well to 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 meet members of of the public. So, you know, there were there was quite a lot of uh, engagement around this. Um, and you know the public had argu- arguably given a full opportunity to to engage and we took some some very relevant points from the meetings that we'd had when incorporated and as I said in 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 the speech you know enough now of of the talk we really had to get on and start delivering on some of the commitments that we've made within that island plan.
0: The, the, there's a, a sort of caveat at the end of the plan you, the, you, you mentioned at the end the plan has been formulated in approximately 14 weeks which is a pretty tight timescale uh, complex issues require informed and developed policy responses uh, it's crucial that the Isle of man government remains agile and accordingly we progress with policy and strategy development uh, with input from tinwald etc etc as as we go on you know so so it's a it's an it's an open document to a certain extent but the fundamentals, you know, the fundamental principles shouldn't really be uh, changing that much. It's more about the the actions to deliver the, the, the vision. Is that is that right?
1: Yeah, no, a- a- absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think we have outlined at a high level all those commitments in terms of the actions that we are now um, setting about to undertake to resolve some of the critical issues that are facing the island. Uh, we've set uh, housing very much front and center of a lot of what what we are doing uh the economic uh challenge that that we are facing both post covid we've already talked about that in our in our last um interview and of course to some extent there is a piece of continuity work in 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 that respect and i'll, I'll come um back to that you know healthcare healthcare transformation massively uh important and of course the climate change in, uh, agenda as well um you know and they they're really fork Critical pieces of work, and of course, in three of those uh, sets of circumstances, let's say the the economy, climate change, and healthcare, we we have actually committed to fundamentally continuing um, three major pieces of work streams. So the economic uh, poli- uh, the economic policy is very much dependent on what was produced in June from the big picture work that we started as part of the economic recovery group. So some of our determinations in policy of the economic strategy will rest on what has been an, a two million pound investment um, so far. So we need that to come through. The Sir Jonathan Michael report and the healthcare transformation, we are committed to making Manx care a success. So the fundamentals around that uh, remain, um, the healthcare transformation board remains, but our commitment is now to tackle the uh, post COVID waiting lists And you'll see that the the island plan commits to bringing those back down to benchmark levels uh, across competitor uh, regions in in the British Isles. And, of course, on the climate change, you know, the Climate Change Transformation Board was set up. The commitment that we made was to strengthen that. We are strengthening that at the moment. We're already out with a consultation on whether we should or shouldn't speed up on our on our on our climate change um, commitments. So, so yes, there is a mixture, I think, within the plan of both existing frameworks, existing commitments and, of course, the new commitments that that we are making um, and where we are going to make uh, changes in order to enhance the delivery. And what I hope is make good on uh, the promises that that we are making to the people of the island in that plan.
0: Council of Ministers becomes a little bit of a, a, a bubble um, and I know th- there's some excellent commitments in, in, in the plan to to ensure that you don't get so bound up with internal pan- uh, council of ministers' discussion that you you s- lose track of what's re- uh, you know happening out in the real world. Uh, but there is a there's always that danger, isn't there, that uh, you you you're so busy focused on the things that are coming across your desk on a daily basis that time to actually really properly engage with the big issues that are affecting people's lives. Uh, is not always there.
1: Well, I, I agree. I mean, my own personal experience is sometimes you can get so, so, so absorbed in particular streams of work or, or particular situations that, that potentially uh, you lose perhaps sight of what, what has become important to, to the community, to, to everybody uh, else. I think that's why we've set out um, and, and, and have formulated, really, the commitments that we've made in terms of ministers coming with their annual reports, giving everybody both a chance to assess what, 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 what they've done, what their departments have done in the previous year, what they will done, uh, commit to and deliver in, in um, the second year. But also, I think why we've also gone and changed the way the structures of the uh, committees, the focus of that having this central policy and delivery um, committee now to try and bring perhaps a more broader focus to to what council and ministers are doing, but more importantly, to try and get things done. And, you know, the critical message or one of the key messages certainly coming through from last summer was that I know the government was slow to act. There was a lot around the community that was not being undertaken in terms of basic tasks. And we were so concentrated on the big stuff, the Liverpool uh, landing stage, the promenade. have forgotten about actually maintaining the local environment in, in, in many, many places across the island. So things like that really highlight the need to, to really get to the point that you're uh, raising is, you know, I, 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 have you structured yourself so that you're not just going to immerse a, in, in, into a, into um, this the, the sort of corporate bubble, if you like, and forget about things that are actually really important to people on the on the ground. And of course, to a certain degree in government, and you will know this that uh, the the, you know, the job of the backbenchers, to a degree, is to keep you on your toes in in that respect and make sure that that you are delivering the things that are important to people and not just the things that look good um, on paper.
0: One of the things, and I, I suspect I know that I, I suspect your answer is going to be, well, we wanted the plan first before we. Ha- started delivering but you effectively um, in my estimation you're just slightly over a tenth of the way through your parliamentary sittings now uh, as an administration and with the exception perhaps of, of Covid legislation there's, there's very little meaningful that's happened and um, at least on page 20 of the plan um, I think it's page 20 uh, we finally get to a hint of what's going to come in terms of the legislative programme for this year but all the bills it, with possible exception of the energy bill appear to be things that are hangovers um, from the previous administration actually I think there's one bill in there that, that I, I, I was working on when I was deaf minister which is still uh, coming through um, which is rather sad um, is it is it a worry that, uh, you know, potentially you're going to be through this year with very little of the meaningful stuff that's going to have to be changed by way of legislation? Or uh, do you think that uh, legislation isn't perhaps the most important mm-hmm. aspect and maybe delivery has been more of an, an issue, maybe that's been... Uh, Uh, forgotten about
1: no i think it just goes back to our 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 conversation we need to deliver what is important to 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 people the quantity of legislation frankly is 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 misleading you know it's the quality of the legislation that is the important factor here but more importantly uh, people um i believe and, and we've set this out are looking for clear evidence that this is a government who is going to get on and and deliver not just talk not not sort of Uh, Paralysis by analysis, as uh, was mentioned in in, in yesterday's uh, examiner newspaper, uh, but actually get on and deliver and make sure we're making changes that are meaningful. And we don't need legislation to do all that. We need to ensure we've got the right policies in place. We need to ensure that the departments are functioning uh, well and that the end outcomes are what um we mean and 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 would be acceptable in terms of a public understanding of of what we were setting out to achieve so there are parts and it's going back to the island plan there are some valid criticisms uh that yes okay well you haven't sort of put this into metrics you haven't told us what that actually means in tangible terms um you know, numbers on waiting lists for example numbers of new houses built numbers of social houses that have been either upgraded or uh new ones that that, that have been built there is still work that's doing you say, you say i mean but on the other hand you know work is well underway in some of those some of those areas and in some of those work streams to to achieving that so and i think it is important to to recognize that you know we are going to be consistently i hope upgrading developing uh, reforming, changing, bringing forward um, and clarifying what we are doing to to, to make sure that, that we are delivering. And I don't think you're just going to see all that in one nice holistic piece of documentation. It will devo- uh, evolve um, and develop as we um, progress through this government. But we do need to make sure that we are um, now delivering on our promises and that's why for example we put a tremendous effort eff- emphasis as i said on on the housing as i said that housing and communities board is up now it's functioning um, and you know we are asking for results from that um, and clarity from that structure for example within the next couple of months i think march is when we were determining for, for an action plan and we'd certainly be having a major debate on it before the end of um the summer in that respect major report from the climate change boards in terms of the actions that have been set out there and of course i've already talked about this economic um, uh, uh, piece of work that we've committed to as part of our economic recovery group um, and that is being delivered in june and, and by the way you know as a testament actually to the success of work the work that's already been done with The Economic Recovery Group, which I was in charge of before um, the election, uh, and and work's gone on before that. You may have noticed 2,000 more economically active people um, on the island and the population has uh, grown as well. So there is some successful progress that's been made in the last few years. We've got to capitalise and build on that now and make sure that we are adapting and changing the island for the future.
0: You're listening to Chief Minister Alf Cannon, M.H.K. In relation to the, the Housing Board and the uh, the, the Climate Change Board, um, f- from someone who's been in government before, these look remarkably similar to Council of Ministers' subcommittees, but um, I don't really know how, how they work. And uh, I suppose the, the risk, looking from the outside, is that these become some kind of... Uh, um, talking shop things without the teeth and the ability to actually deliver so how 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 are these boards structured in such a way that they're, that they're going to be more able to deliver these uh, solutions
1: that you're looking for although they're not council of ministers subcommittees they are set up to report into the council of ministers uh, if we take uh, i think both both have different different challenges the interesting differential i think behind the climate change board compared to the housing board is that there is actually legislation that does have require statutory commitments. Um, and you will have heard the commitment that we're strengthening that board to, uh, uh, because we recognise the significant challenges, particularly around the sort of uh, engineering side of a climate change project. We need to make sure any commitments that we are making are workable um, for, from uh, the infrastructure perspective on, on the island. Um, so that board board will be will be strengthened. It will report in. There are two ministers sitting on that board to add further strength and weight. Uh, Claire Barber, the DEFA minister, and Tim Cookle, the Environment Infrastructure Minister, sit on that board. So that weight and and, and that connection into the council ministers is there. Uh, and you know we've set out the target, re- the statutory target requirement for them to uh, be delivering in April. And then the housing board, you know, we have now actually strengthened that um, board by putting two additional. Uh, ministers onto that board. Again, Tim Krukel is an infrastructure minister and Laurie Hooper from Health and Social Care will join uh, Chris Thomas on that board. That will give a, we decided to do that recently to bring some more added strength and to bring that um, link back. And again, you know, you will have seen in the Island plan from the housing perspective, a housing work stream. uh, Chris Thomas has really tried to push ahead in terms of identifying what the critical uh, requirements are and we are also um, supporting that by undertaking various elements of work both in Cabinet Office around planning and, and, and helping to try and free up and encourage planning on brownfield sites and also again as part of the economic recovery work we set up last year, the Manx Development Corporation, they'll be coming forward with a positive announcement soon about um, housing and also have the potential to drive uh, both residential but also commercial development on, on, on brownfield sites. So. Well, I think with all these work streams, it does take time to, to get them to the surface. We're trying to push ahead so that we can bring forward some much more positive announcements so everybody can see what, what these various um, streams are achieving. But um, yeah, that that's basic, broadly how it's uh, going to work. And we will be hearing a lot more from housing and uh, communities in the next uh, couple of months.
0: And that is very encouraging to hear because certainly... Uh, in, in my experience, that you, you get the election out of the way, people then sort of sit back and relax a bit and think, oh, we've got five years. Uh, but the five years disappears in, in the blink of an eye. So it's encouraging to hear this is happening. Um, you know, certainly during the election campaign, one of the big, big concerns uh, raised by a lot of people, certainly most of the election meetings, Max Radio covered, was the um, the, the housing issue, uh, particularly first time buyers, um, people on lower incomes struggling to be able to, to to get onto the housing ladder. Um, I mean, the, you you occasionally see social media, various other places, people making what appear to be fairly um, obvious statements like, well, government owns all these brownfield sites. If they just start building now, uh, if in a couple of years' time, they'll have solved the problem. Um, is it as easy as that?
1: Well, it's not. I mean, in the past, as you know, these, these commitments have been indicated. Uh, we've been talking about Summerland, for example, for years now. Uh, we've been talking about Lord Street for years now. And simply they've just failed to to we've failed to deliver on them um because you know there are multiple parties involved often in and um, behind the scenes when you come down to these and you know you have to have a determination and resolve and and commitment to get this done and you know I'm personally committed now to to, to this agenda. I've got Alex Allenson chairing a brownfield site regeneration um committee with David Ashford or sitting on that that committee we've got. Uh, as I said, the Max Development Corporation. We've got pl- um, Cabinet Office and Planning working on what needs to be done to to enable, if you like, this, this to happen. And one way or the other, we are going to make this happen. Um, and if we don't fill in, it will not have been a successful administration if within the next two years there is not significant progress on some of these critical uh, areas. And, you know, I fully intend to make sure that personally that that they are um, delivered on, and we need to be ambitious and we need to have that strength of mind um, because they're, they're, they're critical. And when you look at uh, you know this isn't just um, important from an aesthetic um, perspective, but also because uh, we we ha- need to carry on and um, build building our economy, we need more housing. Um, but it'll also lead to strengthen actually the uh, the work opportunities for those in the domestic economy for our construction companies help support infrastructure will also help potentially support you know the climate change program if we're building up to sustainable levels with 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 our um, new builds um, and you know it will also help because we need need more people on the island we need more housing we need potentially potentially need some more more. In the future we may need more office space so there's a lot parts of this jigsaw but we've got to get on and make some of this actually um happen now and it's of course we've talked housing i've talked uh, uh climate change i've talked about um, the healthcare transformation i've mean, mentioned education and you know we've made commit strong commitments to start start making some changes reforms in education which i hope for the better including quality assurance and benchmarking and independent inspections of of, of schools now, we've got to bring education into the spotlight again, particularly post-COVID. A health Minister, I know, oh, sorry, the Education Minister, I know is committed to understanding what level we're at um, ac- across the island and trying to push that forward. There is not a single minister in the council ministers who does not have a, a commitment to deliver on quite significant uh, issues um, across the board, Jane Paul Wilson as a commitment. Now, has already appointed, Lord Garnier to do a, to, to do that review into the legal services um, and justice, which is uh, going to be to hope leave leave to quite significant changes in terms of you know uh, the legal profession on on the island and 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 confidence. I hope in what we do in, as an as as an island in terms of provision of of legal services. So. You know that's a big challenge, and on its own, um, and we'll obviously look forward to that. And you know, across the board, I can talk about the different challenges the ministers are setting out to address, and 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 the vast majority of it's set out in that island plan.
0: I remember, I think it was actually your your father, uh, I I was was giving a, a a speech. And I was rather cruelly because um, uh, I think he was I, I was agriculture minister and he was he was arguing in, in favor of expenditure uh, for various things. And every time he made a, another demand for something, I went ka-ching, ka-ching. And I, I, I just felt as though maybe I should have been doing that then uh, in relation to a lot of the things that you've been talking about. I mean, the legal s- s- situation, certainly on the island, um There seems to be a vast amount of money that could go into into solving that problem. Uh, Similarly, obviously, with the health service, um, uh, you know, I think anyone who's got any knowledge of uh, public administration will tell you that every single penny that was ever earned could go into that and it still wouldn't be enough. Uh, We've got uh, some very interesting commitments coming out of the Department of Infrastructure, which is really good to see, particularly in relation to the charter, in relation to the roads, footpaths and the like. Very good to see. Uh, However, there's another sort of level of funding that's going to have to go with that. Uh, So I imagine then the economic strategy is going to be pretty crucial to all this.
1: Absolutely, because you can't stand still. Um, And, you know, we often engage, as you say, in that bubble where you just talk about the public sector and 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 its delivery. And I said in my in my speech, you know, first and foremost, we must focus or retain our focus on on the economy, how that's um, performing. Um, particularly you know what's happening in, in the private sector and, and the support that we are giving to make sure that businesses can succeed. You know government needs to provide that framework for, for, for business to su- succeed. Um, we're moving to, to a stage now the support from COVID is finishing uh, and it will finish. We've set that 31st of March date. I think the uh, Treasury minister has already been clear clear that the that, that support tranches now will end. You know we have to get our domestic economy back on our um, feet. That's why the commitment to a new tourism strategy would be important but but proactive measures like the year of sport in twenty twenty three when we hope to encourage numbers of sports team onto the island over an extended period of time to help b- boost the tourism, get added support to our accommodation sector and our hospitality sector in that that respect is very important. but also of course at the heart. Of everything we do on this island is a um, now well-respected financial services sector alongside that digital sector. And we've got opportunities uh, in on presumably. the back of, of, you know, of, of, of the climate change hmm. um, push that, that, that there will be economic opportunities there. And there are other opportunities that, that need um further exploration around medicinal cannabis and, and other sectors yep. up and coming that we need to make sure we are investing in and we have appropriately focused on and ensure that we've got that success for the future and jobs.
0: Presumably Brexit, uh, one of the, the the clear advantages perhaps to the Isle of Man is uh, that the UK is, well it appears anyway, to be trying to, to move away a little bit from some of the, the taxation commitments that maybe were, were starting to become... Uh, a little bit um um uncomfortable for, for a- aspects of the uk economy um just is is that seen as a potential change that's going to be advantageous for the island
1: no i've always taken a positive view um alongside the brexit i mean we, we've really got to work with what we what we can control and that's our engagement now with the uk in terms of their free trade uh, agreements i've been pretty positive right from the outset that it didn't really matter which way the, the Brexit vote went for us. And if, if it did go for a full Brexit scenario, which has happened, that there would be as many opportunities for the island as there, there were previously, because I think we already had substantial outreach um, across the globe with many of our, our businesses, our life assurance businesses, our banking and finance businesses. Um, and even to 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 some extent uh, what what we were doing in in oil and gas and in other areas as well so actually we did have a level of expertise and I think as these free trade agreements are negotiated and signed and the Ironman man will be part of the, of of those um albeit we've still got some work to do in in some areas i think that actually that will build more opportunities for us um to in and we have to work in partnership are with there as any well obvious the
0: uh, any obvious opportunities occurred yet or is it still um, we're we're still hopeful
1: well i think actually i I, you know in terms of the in-depth analysis when you start looking at the business performance of our financial services sector post-brexit the indicators have been extremely um, positive you can see the amount of confidence there is in in the island man um, with the amount of investment that is coming in the ownership structures behind some of these businesses there's been um you know, significant changes. Utmost Wealth, for example, that's a positive example there of growth. RL360 and uh, third-party equity investment that's been pouring into in, into that business and the sort of leadership there for David Neshaw and his and his team. Um, and actually, you know, the feedback that we are getting from from a core sort of banking um, environment is that things are good uh, for for them at the moment. So. You know, obviously country by country data behind that in terms of their international performance is not always that easy to to access but there's very strong indicators there that actually post <laughs> breakfast post Brexit that we have actually you know performed incredibly well and, and that's reflected as well Phil, in, in our unemployment figures we we're down to almost as low as you could possibly you know, 290 people i didn't even think it, you know it was possible to drive that below Oh, arguably, of course. Um, you know, a lot of that uh, is um, reflected internationally, but we've also done a lot behind the scenes as well to encourage that, kickstart schemes for 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 the unemployed, helping businesses take on long-term, you know, uh, people who who were unemployed, and uh, you know, I think it's a sign of 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 a strong economy, albeit the challenges ironically still remain for people in terms of the cost of living and and you know the pressure that's on people's lives from that perspective there appeared
0: just after your appointment election uh, to to chief minister to be an incredible wave of love and enthusiasm from Timbald members. They, the, you know, the, the Timbald members that are coming up on, on, onto this programme seem to believe that there was nothing the Chief Minister couldn't do. Um, it was incredible. I mean, just this incredible wave of optimism. Um, has that been dashed on the rocks of uh, political reality? Is the honeymoon over for the Chief Minister?
1: Uh, well, I don't know that there ever was necessarily a, a honeymoon. I think when I came up here uh, in October or November, anyway, eight, eight, 12 weeks ago to talk to you, I think uh, I did say to you that Team Timwell was not on my agenda, that actually I did feel that you know, if we were going to make progress, that there would probably need to be, and there isn't good need for strong, constructive uh, debate and and arguably... You know, some some friction, because I don't think you're necessarily making progress all the time if there's not some frictioning in within within the process. And that shouldn't be shied away from. And I think, you know, that 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 environment, providing it remains constructive, is done for the right right reasons, is healthy. Well, and, and I think the important thing, actually, if you do. Um, you know, encourage that open debate that um, you accept that then, that, that sometimes that, that may result in you getting a rap over the knuckles occasionally. But look, you know, I think the proof of the pudding needs to be in the eating. We need to be making uh, life better for everybody. We need to be making the right decisions um, for the island. And so far, I think the critical decisions that we've been making already COVID, the way we're managing our way out of the pandemic, the decision to bring forward and push ahead with the living wage and bring forward the quite striking um, uh, increase in the minimum wage for April this this year and other things that that we've been doing as well are indicators that that this is a government that that will want to push through and get things done.
0: Strong personal commitment there from the Chief Minister. He's very much putting his neck on the line by clearly stating that failure to deliver the plan would be a failure of his government. But for now, I'm Phil Gorn. Guramayu.
1: Thanks for listening.